Hey, this is Graham, and I am so pumped you're joining us today. If you're a part of our Grace community, whether in person or online, we would love to connect with you on social media, at the Grace AG on all social outlets. But the best way to connect is to join our online community at live.graceassembly.org. Here, you can engage and connect with other Grace members all around the world. So, we hope today's message encourages and challenges you. Let's jump right in. Hey, today is a very special day uh, for all of us here at Grace, but especially for one young lady in our church. Rebecca Polly is with us here today, and uh, it's a special day for a lot of reasons. One is because recently she was commissioned uh, as a uh, career missionary with the Assemblies of God to Lithuania. Now, she has been in Lithuania for about two and a half years as a missionary associate. Now, what's the difference? A missionary associate is somebody who does a one or two year uh, work in another country, uh, but a career missionary says, this is, this is my life. This is what we're gonna be doing. And so uh, today, we're gonna be part of a commissioning service for her because this is the first ever career missionary to come out of this church. That's pretty awesome, pretty awesome. And so we're so excited to have her with us. And then we have a special guest, John Sousa, is the pastor of Caring Place Church in Indianapolis, but he's also our district missions director. And so uh, he's gonna be, lead us in the commissioning service for Rebecca after the message. And so as I was praying about this service, I was like, well, I could preach this service. Pastor John could preach this service. Why not let Rebecca speak today? And so would you give a great grace welcome to Rebecca Polly? Thank you, Pastor Wayne. <laughs> I have to be honest, when he called or texted me and said, hey, would you be willing to do this? I was like, yes, you just preached on getting your head in the game, didn't you? So I kind of need to get my head in the game, right? And he was like, mm, maybe, yep. <laughs> and so I'm just super excited. I'm very honored that you would ask me to come share today, that you listened to the Holy Spirit, that you were obedient to what he had to say. Um, and just, I'm very excited to be here in general. Grace is home, you guys. This is where I get to come back when I come back to the States. Um, it's something that I look forward to every time I come home. I love being able to sit here and worship with you and hear God's word with you and all those kinds of things. So it's just very special that I get to be up here today, um, that I get to share what God's speaking to us as a church, not just me, but us in church, um, and just very honored that you would ask me to do that. So thank you, Pastor Wayne. <laughs> um, I would love to thank all of you as well. Thank you for being here. Thank you for um, being wonderful faces that I get to see in person. For those of you online, I'm so glad that you joined us today as well. It's just a blessing that you get to actually see us and be here with us, even uh, wherever you might be. You know, I know that situations sometimes just don't help us allow or allow us to be here in person. So we just, I just wanted to say thank you for being here today. I also wanted to say thank you to each one of you um, for allowing me to be a missionary in Lithuania. Obviously, God is the deciding factor in that, but you all make it possible for the ministry to happen in Lithuania through your giving, through your prayers, through your sending. I wanted to say a huge thank you to each one of you. Thank you. 
I appreciate you. We all appreciate you in Lithuania, and you are changing Lithuania because of those things. So like Pastor Wayne said, my name is Rebecca, and I'm a missionary to the country of Lithuania. If you didn't know or have never heard of Lithuania, you are not the only one. I actually had to look it up when they said, hey, would you be willing to go to Lithuania? And I was like, Sure, but I have not a clue what you just said and where that is, so <laughs> I had to look it up. So I've got a map up here on, on the screen behind me. It is um, a teeny tiny country in Eastern Europe. It's about the size of West Virginia, and there are about 2.7 million people that live in Lithuania. To give you maybe a little bit of a point of reference, there are currently 2.7 million people living in the city of Chicago right now. So it is a small country. It was a country that's only been Lithuania again since 1990, so they're kind of sort of new. Um, but even though it's a small country, there is a huge need. Less than 2% of Lithuanians are evangelical Christian which means that they believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that he has asked us to make disciples that make disciples that make disciples. And so there's a big need in Lithuania right now. It's something that we want to see a change in. And that's why about two and a half years ago, I joined a team, and it was a church planning team with the vision of planting the church amongst Lithuania, and not just any church, because many churches are there right now that are mainly museums, but it's a church that's life-giving, Bible-believing, and Jesus-following. And so I was able to join that team about two and a half years ago as a missionary associate. I joined their team as their children's ministry director. So when I talk about obedience here in just a minute, I can tell you that it is all about obedience because he can use us in every situation. So I want to tell you a little bit about um, the church that we planted. I have a picture. I'm very proud, you guys. I will get to share because I'm super excited just to see how God has used all the things that have happened in Lithuania. So on October 27th of 2019, we were able to plant a church. You guys, this is exciting. Oh, my word. We were able to plant a church, a church that was life-giving, Bible-believing, and we want to make it easy for people to find and experience God. So on October 27th of 2019, we were able to plant the church that we named Journey Church Vilnius. You see that up there on the screen in the corner here. That's actually our one-year celebration. That is our one-year celebration. So in 2020, that is what it looks like. And we'll talk about that a little bit as well. <laughs> but as you know, in October of 2019, we were all gung-ho. We were ready to go. This was super exciting. God was blessing all of us. We were growing. We were making connections. People were coming and learning more about him. And then something called a pandemic hit our world in March of 2020, and that threw us for a slight loop, as you could probably imagine. We were missionaries in a different country. A worldwide pandemic just hit, and we were like, okay, well, what do we do? Do we go back home? Like, this is a pandemic. This is a big deal. Like, this, this has never happened in our lifetime. What should we do? But God asked us to stay as a team. He asked us to trust him, and he asked us to simply be obedient. 
And that's what I want to share with you today. But before I do that, I would like to just say a word of prayer. So if you would pray with me right now. Heavenly Father, we just adore you. Lord, we worship you and we just praise you for who you are. You are worthy of it all and you deserve it all. Thank you for being in our midst today, Lord. We thank you that you've promised to be with us today because two or more are gathered together. Lord, I pray that you would speak to us today, not just me, Lord. I pray that you would speak to each one of us here in the Super Safe service and online. I pray that you would speak to us. I pray that we do not leave today the same as when we came. Speak to us, Lord. We love you and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I'm going to start a little old school for you. So if you would turn your Bibles to Matthew 14 or pull up your Bibles on your phone or look at it up on the screen or on your computer screen or TV screen at home, I would like to read a portion of scripture and it is probably a story that you've listened to or have heard in the past as well, but we're going to go a little bit deeper in it today. So let's read Matthew 14:22. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd, <clears throat> after he dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and began to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand. It's my favorite part. He reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. Oh, it's powerful, y'all. <laughs> in this story, there were lots of moments, several moments, where the disciples had to choose to be obedient they had to be obedient. If you look at in verse uh, 22, the very first verse of this story, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. This wasn't something that he gently did. It says he made them get into the boat. If you don't know the story super well, right before this happened, there was actually an incredible miracle that had, Jesus had just done. He had just fed the 5,000, actually over 5,000 people, um, with five loaves and two fish. This incredible, incredible miracle had just happened. And I can imagine the disciples being really excited and pumped and like, you just saw this amazing miracle of what God can do and who he was. It was another confirmation that he was the son of God. <sighs> oh, I would want to spend time with Jesus one-on-one -on -one in that moment. But Jesus had a different plan. <laughs> he made them get into the boat. And so the disciples had to make the decision to be obedient to what Jesus was asking them to do. Sometimes obedience can be inconvenient. I'm sure it was inconvenient to jump into that boat 
instead of going and hanging out with Jesus on the side of a mountain, praying, being in his presence, being in his midst, learning from him. But he asked them to be a little inconvenienced. You know, when you first move to Lithuania, or actually any country, all missionaries are required to do this, your first job is to get to know the culture. You want to get to know the people of where you're going or where you're going to be at. And a main part of that is actually language learning. All of my English language learners, I respect you so much because the first year of your ministry um, as a missionary is usually intensive language learning. And that is probably the most mentally exhausting thing you could ever do, to hear this language that you have never heard, to, for them to ask you questions like point at this and, and what is this and stand and sit. It's exhausting mentally. And there's a lot of time that you have to put into it. And so when I first moved to Lithuania, that's what I was doing. I was learning Lithuanian. And I was spending at least 25 to 30 hours a week just on language study, listening to a language speaker, a Lithuanian speaker, listening to my teacher, reliving and relearning and re-listening to all the things that she had said. But at the very beginning of my term as well, God opened an incredible door. He opened the door for us to be able to go teach English in a high school there which we were all really excited. We were like, yes, this is going to be great. But then we remembered our schedules were just slightly tight. It was a little inconvenient to think, oh, we're going to have to write lesson plans. We're going to have to walk to the school, which is about 30 minutes away from me. We're going to have to teach the class. We're going to need to get to know these students. We're going to have to know their names. Sometimes obedience can be a little inconvenient. It's kind of like... Um, getting up in the morning and having your devotional time, all of my uh, night owls, that's challenging. It's inconvenient to wake up early to spend time with Jesus. But what is more important than being in his presence first thing in the morning? Definitely not sleep, even no matter how much we hate it. <laughs> it's inconvenient, but when we're obedient, God can use that. It's also inconvenient to host a small group you have to clean your house. You have to have people at your home one night a week or one day a week, every single week for the whole term of our small groups, right? It's inconvenient. It kind of is time-consuming, but only when we say yes can God use us. It's inconvenient to serve on serve day, to take your day off, your one day a week or two days a week off to spend time serving the community around us. It's inconvenient. But God can use us when we say yes. Obedience can also be uncomfortable. If you look at verse 24, it continues like this. And the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. So now the disciples are not only inconvenienced by having to get in this boat and start rowing across this lake, but now the wind starts blowing. They're having to paddle and strain against all of the wind. It was challenging. It was uncomfortable. And you know, when the boat kind of rocks, how many of you know that does not feel too good? I'm sure it's very similar to a rocking back of the bus, right, Pastor Wayne? It's uncomfortable. You don't feel well. You can't escape it. Sometimes God asks us to be uncomfortable in our, in our, in, or in, oh, in our obedience. Obedience can be uncomfortable, when we realized that we were going to not be able to meet in person as 
um, Journey Church Vilness, we were like really wondering what in the world are we going to do? Like we're brand new. We're, we're a brand new church. We were just figuring out how in the world the sounds, how to make the sound well and how to do a worship team and how to ask for volunteers to serve on the kids ministry team and all those kinds of things. And then suddenly this pandemic hit that said, you have to stay in your homes and you can only leave your homes if you go to a grocery store. So we were like, what in the world? What does this mean? Well, for us, it meant being like, all right, Lord, well, do you want us to leave? Do you want us to continue? What do you want us to do? And he said, I want you to be there and I want you to continue online because I've asked you to be there. Are you willing? And we said, yes. But can I tell you and be really like transparent with you? It is uncomfortable to be staring at your phone screen, recording a children's church message and being like, boys and girls, did you hear that Bible story? Ah, good, I'm so glad that you did. <laughs> it is uncomfortable, it is totally uncomfortable. Me standing up here in front of a room full of adults, I'm uncomfortable. Put me in front of a group of children, I am good to go, we can dance, we can have all this kinds of fun, but I am uncomfortable. But you know what? God can only use us when we say yes and are obedient. Obedience can also be scary. As the story continues, Jesus walks out to them on the water, and the disciples like think it's a ghost, and they're scared, and Peter asked if it was Jesus, and Jesus tells him to come. So in verse 29, the story continues like this. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Now, Peter wasn't afraid at the very beginning. He knew who Jesus was. He was like, okay, I'm going to step out in obedience. His faith was great. He was excited. He got out of the boat, started walking on the water. But as he was doing that, he began to look at the circumstances around him. He became afraid. He was scared. Sometimes, the reality of our obedience hits us in the midst of our obedience, and it can be scary. It can be scary. Jumping on a plane, leaving your family, it's exciting at first, and you're like, yeah, let's go. I want people in Lithuania to know who, who he is. I want them to have a relationship with him. They have not a clue who this person of Jesus is, and I want them to know that. It's exciting at first, and then you get on that plane, and to be real honest, as a single girl getting on that plane, my first trip alone across the ocean was scary. That reality hit me. But once my feet hit the ground in Lithuania, I knew that he could only use me as long as I was willing to say yes. Tithing, think about it. Sometimes tithing can be scary. You're like, yeah, okay, Pastor Wayne, we just did a whole sermon series on tithing. I'm gonna give my first 10%, and then this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens. Your car breaks down. Things happen at home. Uh, you have to sign up your kids for camp, and, and you want your kids to go on a wonderful mission trips, and you need to support them, and you want them to experience that. But all those things can be scary, right? Obedience can be scary, at times. 
Sometimes even stepping out of your home and inviting people, for all of my introverts, raise your hand, introverts, introverts, even sometimes extroverts, <laughs> it can be scary to step out of your home and to invite somebody to church. What if they reject you? What if they think you're crazy? What if they don't wanna be your friend after that? It can be scary. You can deal with those things. Sometimes that reality hits us, but as long as we're obedient, God can use us. If we continue in the story, and this is probably my favorite part of the story, in verse 31, immediately, woo, immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. Obedience assures us of God's presence. We have the confidence that when we step out in obedience, Jesus will immediately reach out his hand and catch us. Even though Peter was doubting, he wasn't perfect, right? Even though he was scared, Jesus was there ready. He knew. He knew he would have to catch him. And he was ready to be like, yes, you know what? You obeyed me. Even though you're scared, even though you're nervous, even though you're suddenly sinking, I'm always going to be there with you to pick you up. And to be honest with you, I even think of that, that saying where it says, if you're comfortable, you're probably not being obedient because we're trusting of ourselves too much in those moments and we're not trusting and leaning on him, trusting that he's going to catch us when we're falling. Obedience can be scary. You know what, though? You're probably like, okay, Rebecca, cool. This is great. Obedience, intense, great. It's gonna be really scary and convenient and uncomfortable. Why in the world should I be obedient? What should I, why should I be a part of this? Why should I do this? Well, we're obedient because we love him. In John 14, 15, he promises this. If you love me, keep my commandments. He wants us to be obedient to his word and what he has to say to us. He wants to use us, and so he asks us to be a little uncomfortable and convenienced and scared. It also says we, we obey because we can trust him. In Psalm 33, 18, the Lord watches over those who obey him, those who trust in his constant love. We obey him because he's going to bless us. Deuteronomy 28.2, all of these blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. And we obey him because what happens if we don't obey him? We never know the full extent of our obedience and how God can use it. What if the disciples had not obeyed and they didn't get in the boat? They would have never experienced the miracle of Jesus walking on the water. Peter would have never been able to be pulled out and probably leaned on the Lord even more in that moment. At the end of them, like we could never had, they would have never had maybe the second confirmation or another confirmation that Jesus was the son of God. And I think back to my story in Lithuania. What if my team had never been obedient? What if we had never gone to the English club because we were too inconvenienced? We were too uncomfortable teaching the English club students. What if we never had? Our English club students would have never attended church online, which, by the way, it's illegal to evangelize to children under the age of 18 in the country of Lithuania, so you have to be creative anyways. 
And so our English club students would have never been able to step foot in our building without their parents' permission. But because it was online, and because we were obedient and said, we're going to do this even though we're uncomfortable, students were able to attend online. And when we opened up again, students came and gave their hearts to the Lord. And those students began to invite their friends. And their friends began to give their lives to the Lord. So what if we don't? I have one story that I'm going to end with, and then I'm going to lead into some prayer time. In the 1960s and 70s, there was this neighbor lady <clears throat> who had lived next to this home. It was one of those really challenging situations where the home was an abusive home and an alcoholic father and all those kinds of things. But there was this little girl that lived in this home. And the, the Lord spoke to this lady and said, you know what, I can invite this girl to church. And I'm sure she fought with the decision to invite this little nine-year-old girl. You're an, a woman, and you're like, okay, blah, blah, blah. Like, invite this little child? I mean, I understand if it's somebody in my age group. But, like, you want me to invite somebody that's nine? All right. Well, you know what, Lord? I'm going to be obedient. So she did. She invited this little girl to church. Well, that little girl went to church, realized for the first time in her life that someone loved her, gave her life to Jesus. That little girl then began to live for Jesus, and as she became older, she actually stepped out in obedience to volunteer at a teen camp. And let me tell you, if you've ever been to teen camp, you know that that also can be sometimes uncomfortable and convenient and scary, teenagers. <laughs> it's sometimes scary to volunteer there. <laughs> but that, that woman, now the little girl, now woman, stepped out in obedience to do that at that teen camp there was a young teenager who was asked and called into ministry. That teenager was obedient to God and became a pastor of a church. That pastor obeyed God about his church reaching the world, and that church obediently and faithfully followed the pastor's teaching. That today, that church reaches the world through their giving and through their sending and through their prayers. That little girl was my mom, that pastor was the Pastor Wayne, and that church is Grace Assembly, and I get to be one of those missionaries that gets to go because though all of those people were obedient to saying, yes, Lord, no matter how crazy it might sound, I just want to say yes to you because I want to be used by you. So what if? What if God chose you and asked you to do something crazy? What if he asked you to do something inconvenient or uncomfortable or scary? What if he asked you to go to your neighbor's house and to be kind to them even though they drive you up a wall because they like to mow their lawn at an ungodly hour? <laughs> what if God asks you to do something and asks you to be obedient? Are you willing? Are you willing to do anything and everything that he asks you? you to do. So I want to take just a quick moment, and you could bow your heads and close your eyes. You can keep them open. It's whatever you're comfortable with right now. But I want the Holy Spirit and God to just speak to you. How is he asking you to be obedient today? What is he asking of you right now? Maybe today your obedience looks like you giving your life to him for the first time or even giving your life to him after 
leaving him for a while. Maybe today your obedience looks like serving at serve day. (laughs) Or talking with that man or woman at work that you sit next to. Maybe your obedience is committing to a life of missions, like myself, or even signing up for a short-term trip, just like our youth. What is God asking you to do today? And are you willing to say, yes, Lord, I want to be obedient to you, no matter how uncomfortable and convenient or scared I might be? If you're saying right now to yourself and the Lord's speaking to you and you said, Lord, you know what? Yes. Yes. I will say yes. No matter what you ask of me, I will say yes. No matter how difficult it might be, no matter how easy it might be for me, I want to say yes. I want you to join me on taking that step by standing right now. And we're going to pray. So if you said, yes, Lord, I want to be obedient to whatever you might ask me to do. Stand right now, and we'll pray. And for those of you online, you might be standing, that's great. Please stand in your living room if you wanna raise your hand or comment, that's me. Whatever kind of pushes you out of your zone, maybe, your comfort zone a little bit. (laughs) However you wanna say, yes, Lord, use me. Heavenly Father, we just thank you that you promised to be there through our obedience. God, we know that sometimes you asked us to do scary things and uncomfortable and inconvenient things, Lord. We know that you can ask us crazy things. But Lord, ultimately, ultimately, (laughs) we want to do what you ask us to do because you know the bigger picture. And you can only use us if we're willing to say yes, Lord. So God, I pray for every person standing, for everyone in the super safe standing, for everyone online that's raising their hands or or even standing in their living rooms, Lord. I pray that you would give us a boldness to do what you ask us to do in our daily lives and any situation that you put us in, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would give us that boldness And we thank you that you promised to be there with us when we're about to fall or when we're scared. We just simply say, use us, Lord, because your way is better than ours. We love you so, so much. And we thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it online. Or jump on the website at graceassembly.org and click the giving link so that we can continue to spread the message of Jesus all around the world. Have a blessed day and we'll see you next week.